You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 116. And we're talking Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for the PlayStation 2 and about 3 billion other consoles. Uh, If you don't know, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas won our Patreon poll last month. And your wish is my command if you're on our Patreon service. And if you're thinking to yourself, dude, it won last month. What the fuck took you so long? Uh, I had to play it first. Our Patreon poll consists of games you guys want episodes about that I have never played. And if you've never played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, that game is like 4,000 hours long. It took me a long fucking... And I've done like... I. It's like 90% of the time I spend gaming, I have spent playing this fucking game. Uh, and I did it. I did it. I finished it. I finished the entire campaign, all the missions or all the campaign missions, I should say. I'm ready to talk about the good, the bad, and that goddamned RC airplane mission for Zero. Uh, My buddy Andre returns to the show this week, and we spent a good hour babbling uh, babbling about CJ's adventures throughout the world of San Andreas. And uh, on a side note, 
Maybe some of you have noticed that the podcast has been getting a little longer lately. Remember, the game has. They're not all going to be like 90-minute episodes, but I like to just let the game chat flow. You know, when I'm talking with my guest, if there's only 30 minutes of stuff to talk about, then you're only going to get a 30-minute game discussion. I don't want to force it to make it longer, but I also don't want to wrap it up early for the sake of giving you a quick podcast uh, and leaving a bunch of stuff on the table. So they're not all going to be 90 minute uh, discussions, but some of them are, you know, if a game's got a lot of meat on the bone, then we are going to eat all the meat. We're going to strip it down to the bone. And I feel like that's what we did this week. So I hope these aren't getting too long. I think I looked back and I think episode one of remember the game was only like 25 minutes long. Like, and now the intros are longer than episode one of the epi- or of the of the show was. So I don't know if it's too long for you. Just listen to it on one and a half times or something, or just listen to it in bite sized chunks. I've never received a single complaint saying it's too long. So I don't even know why I'm addressing it. This is probably why the fucking show is so long because I spent so much time talking about stuff that literally nobody has asked me to talk about. Uh, but anyway. So that's that's why it's getting long. I apologize if you do think they're too long, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go as long as the game lets us go. And speaking of long episodes and fucking too much rambling and stuff, before we get into Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, it is in fact time for our fabled Remember the Game intro. And uh, you guys know I start off with a little bit of self promotion and stuff like that. Uh, but listen, two weeks ago we got Xbox pricing. Uh, this isn't self-promotion. This is just me laying the ground. This is the groundwork. This is how it... I've had a lot of coffee today. I'm feeling good. Two weeks ago, we got Xbox Series X slash S pricing. Last week, we got PlayStation 5 pricing. And now this week, we found out that Microsoft is buying Bethesda, and they're slowly just taking over the entire gaming universe. So I am going to share a couple quick thoughts on that during our blowing the Cartridge segment in a couple of minutes, but we'll break all of that news, all the Bethesda news, Xbox, all that good stuff, down on Game Patch, which is our weekly gaming news podcast. This past episode that came out uh, on Friday slash Monday... I'll get into that in a second. We did break down the PlayStation 5 pricing, the information. We went over the best-selling games for the month of August. We talked about Nintendo's Partner Direct Showcase that they held and a whole bunch more. So if you like what I do, you know, what with the swearing and the incoherent rambling and so on and so forth, and you want to hear it mixed in with the biggest gaming news out there, you should really give Game Patch a shot. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. New episodes go live every single Monday or... Here it comes. You can sign up over on Patreon and you get it three days early. You'll get it Friday morning instead of Monday morning. It's a phenomenal way to start your weekend. I upload them before I go to bed Thursday night. So it doesn't matter what time you get. I mean, I guess if you live, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. Because if you're one of them British folk or Australian, if you're on the other side of the planet, then it probably shows up around your lunchtime. But I'm getting them up as early as I can. You'll get it three days early if you support us on Patreon. And it's a phenomenal way to kickstart your weekend. Just like Mike Brady, Zane Donovan, Matthew Davis, John Doskis, John Quack, and Mr. Impressive did this week. All of our newest supporters over on Patreon. So thank you all very, very much. Two bucks a month gets you early access to Game Patch, exclusive access to our weekly Patreon podcast expansion pass, plus all former episodes of it. You get the ability to submit comments and questions to all three of my podcasts. So much more. Patreon.com slash remember the game. We're over 120 Patreons now. And when we reach 200, everyone that makes up that number is going to receive a remember the game lanyard and a handwritten signed note just from me made out specifically to you as a token of my sincere appreciation. As I mentioned last week, 
Uh, I refuse to put old episodes of Remember the Game behind a paywall, despite the obvious business sense that that decision would make. So if you're listening to this right now and you're working your way through the back catalog of the show, which I see the downloads, our downloads are exploding. So more and more people are finding this show and then going back and downloading dozens and dozens and dozens of the 116 now previous episodes that exist. If you're enjoying it, consider throwing me some change. It's two bucks. You could literally find that in your couch. Your support helps me and it helps the show so much more than you guys could possibly imagine. Uh, last Sunday's expansion pass was a confessional episode. We had a bunch of our Patreons wrote in and they confessed their deepest, darkest gaming secrets and their shames. Uh, I judged all of them harshly and then I fessed up to a few of my own, uh, some that I'm proud of, some that I'm not. And I, I gotta be honest, like with that episode, I really tried to flex my stand-up comedy chops during the podcast, which I found is a very difficult thing to do. And the, but the feedback has been great. Like not to toot my own horn, but like the feedback has been, I've never seen this much positive feedback for an episode of Expansion Pass. It has easily been probably the most popular episode of the show that we've done so far. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Again, exclusive to Patreon's Expansion Pass. This week for episode 27 of Expansion Pass, it'll be our monthly Q&A episode. I answer every question that our Patreons send in, and the question topic is live now over on the Patreon website. So if you do support us, get in there, send me some questions, and I will answer all of them on Sunday. So yeah, you can download all the Expansion Pass episodes right onto your phone or your 8-track player or whatever you got. So check that out. And then, oh yeah, patreon.com slash remember the game. There, I'm done. I promise I won't plug it anymore. Uh, And then finally, I stream on Twitch on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. Normally, it is from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Time, comedy comedy schedule permitting. Uh, This week, Tuesday, which will have already passed by the time you're hearing this, and Thursday are good to go as normal. But I will be performing at the Laugh Shop in Calgary this weekend. And uh, it was supposed to be a Friday and Saturday night only, but it looks like they're adding a Sunday show to the schedule. So if they do add that, I won't be able to stream on Sunday night. I apologize, but I will try to make up for it with a Monday night stream instead next week. So you still get your three streams. Look for Member the Game. Not remember, member the game over on Twitch, hit us follow, and then you'll know every time I'm on there and you can come by and say hi and I swear and play video games and all that fun stuff. It's, it's fun. It's just a fun little adventure for all of us. And there we go. What is that? Fucking six and a half minutes of my self-indulgent rambling. That's good enough. Let's get into the show. You guys, I like to start each episode with a few comments and questions from our Patreons and a little segment that we call Blowing in the Cartridge. And we're going to start by blowing the biggest cartridge in the room. That should have said blowing in the biggest cartridge in the room. But either way, two of you wrote in about this. Morgan wrote into us on Patreon and said, I just heard the news this morning that Microsoft bought out Bethesda. Do you think this means that Fallout and Elder Scrolls will be Xbox exclusives now? And Evan Refuse wrote in on Patreon, uh, also about the Bethesda buyout, and said, I'm not an Xbox guy, but announcing all Bethesda games on Game Pass the day they release is a big move, especially the day before Xbox Series X pre-orders open up. Uh, Thank you for writing in, Morgan and Evan. As I mentioned, you guys, I'm going to break down all the details of this story on Game Patch this week. Um... And we'll get there. But too many people are talking about it right now to not just weigh in on it a little bit. I do try to keep this thing primarily to retro gaming now with the gaming news show. But I gotta, I gotta get some. I gotta at least address this, and I want a chance to share my opinion without having to weave in all the official news and all that other mambo jumbo. So quickly, if you don't know, Microsoft has bought Bethesda. Bethesda is responsible. They have a whole bunch of studios underneath their umbrella. So now Microsoft owns franchises like Doom, the Elder Scrolls games, which is Skyrim and Oblivion, etc. Fallout games, Wolfenstein, and a whole bunch more. 
I don't know if this is a bad thing or not for gaming. I'm honestly not sure right now. It's certainly, I, I will say from my perspective, it isn't because I play Xbox and now all these games from all these franchises, old and upcoming, are going to be on Game Pass, which is just, instead of having to shell out like 80 bucks to see if I like the new Elder Scrolls, I'll be able to play it with my $15 a month Game Pass subscription. Just what a fuck it, like Game Pass is insane. It's, I, I, this isn't hyperbole. I've been gaming for over 30 years. It is the best deal in gaming. It's just ever, ever. Ever. I stand by that. With the maybe possible exception of those knockoff carts that you can get um, in some countries with like 3,000 games on them for like 8 bucks. But other, other than those, this, this is the most legitimate best deal in the history of gaming. Um, this also gives Microsoft some big, card, some big cards to play in their war with Sony. And the big question on everybody's mind is what is going to happen to these games in regards to the PlayStation 5 and the Nintendo Switch. Are they going to go there? Are they staying exclusive on Xbox? Are they only going to be on Game Pass? Do I got to buy an Xbox to play these games? Listen, nobody knows. Do not listen to anybody online saying they know for sure the definitive answer. They don't. Xbox, Phil Spencer, who's the brain behind Xbox these days, has come out and said, we will decide what we're doing with these games, upcoming titles, on a game-by-game basis they've also said they will be honoring any exclusive deals that were signed so death loop was going to be going to ps5 death loop will still be going to ps5 okay so don't panic yet whether you want to see them on all the consoles or you don't just fucking relax most of these games are an hour or an hour a year or two away probably anyways let's let them decide i can see an argument for both sides you leave them on game pass people have to buy your xbox and sign up for game pass to play them put them on playstation and maybe the nintendo switch and you can make more money by selling games but then people don't have to buy the xbox do you piss people off if you leave them just on xbox do you piss off xbox owners if you put them on playstation like there's a ton of stuff for them to sort out and they don't even know what they're gonna do all right so just calm down don't freak out. I do think they're going to end up going to PlayStation 5 and Switch when possible, but I think they'll probably be timed exclusives on Game Pass first. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited. I think everybody with access to Game Pass, be it on PC or on Xbox, should be excited, you guys. That is so many huge games for $10 to $15 a month fucking insane if you only play on playstation i get your frustration your potential disappointment but just relax take a deep breath just have a drink whatever you got to do these games are a long ways away we don't know what's going to happen with them yet we'll find out when the time comes very shrewd move by them though to announce this 24 hours before they put their xbox up for pre-order very shrewd so we'll talk more about that on game patch this week i didn't want to get too into modern gaming news but i just had no choice but to, it's just too big a story for me to wait until friday or monday if you don't have the patreon access to address it so i wanted to get my initial thoughts on it out on the table i'm excited but i also play on game pass so okay let's get into some more blowing in the cartridge doxer wrote in over on patreon and doxer i hope i'm saying your name right doxer it's capital d x r with lowercase o's Every second later. So D-O-X-O-R. It sure looks like Doxer to me. Or Doxer? Doxer? Anyway. Doxer wrote in and said, I would like to take the opportunity to recommend two PlayStation 1 games. Busta Groove 1 and Busta Groove 2. They are rhythm games such as Parappa the Rappa, but has the added bonus that they're also kind of a fighting game. The object is to dance better than your opponent. The music is great. They were produced by Enix before Enix joined up with Square. And trust me, they are really fun. If any of you have the chance, try them out. They are great games. 
Uh, thanks for writing in, Doxer. And listen, I love it when you nerds write in with retro game suggestions. I can't read all of them on the show, but like, if you guys want to keep sending them in, maybe I'll plug. I'll plug a retro game every week. If you've got some little hidden gem, don't fucking, like respectfully, don't write in and be like, everybody needs to play Castlevania Symphony of the Night. We all know Castlevania Symphony of the Night is great. Or, well, you guys all do. I haven't played it. But apparently, I know, don't yell at me. Apparently, it's great, okay? Don't write in telling me about the great titles. Write in with these little quote-unquote hidden gems these kind of forgotten titles if there's one out there that you think deserves a little bit of recognition write in and i'll i'll voice that shit in blowing in the cartridge i don't mind doing that at all i've actually been wanting to try the busted groove games out myself that sounds really fun i'm a really big fan of rhythm based games like i always played as a drummer when i played rock band and i like that kind of stuff uh so thanks doctor that's a good suggestion keep sending those in you guys all right and then finally, before we move on, as always, the final comment in Blowing in the Cartridge wins the prestigious title of our Letter Time Letter. So with that said, it's Letter Time. It's Letter Time. And Ben Boucher gets this week's Letter Time Letter. And Ben said, whatever happened to all the retro Mario Lego sets? It seems like the hype died just as fast as it rose. Uh, you know what, Ben? Thank you for writing in, by the way. And I was actually just thinking this, I swear to God, I was thinking about this like a day ago myself. They announced all this crazy Nintendo Lego. There was a ton of hype. Everyone was talking about it. And then it's like Nintendo announced Mario 3D All-Stars and everyone just kind of forgot about the Lego. And it was like, it was like the new shiny thing. Everyone was looking at this shiny rock and then Nintendo was like, we have another shiny rock over here. And everyone was like, oh, and just dropped the Lego and ran over there. Uh, I have seen some of you post pics of your Lego stuff online, whether you've built it or just pictures of the box because you've caved and bought more and more of it. I really do think this shit looks awesome. I Particularly that Lego NES set with the old CRT TV, but even the Mario and Bowser sets where you can build levels and stuff like I, I think they look really dope. I don't think I'm going to buy them, but like you can build custom levels and make Mario go through the levels and there's sound effects. It has so much potential and I haven't seen anything about it since it was announced. Admittedly, I don't have children, so maybe I'm not seeing the targeted ads and stuff like that because Doug Dorn replied to Ben over on Patreon, and I'm just um, paraphrasing Doug's entire... I'm sorry, Doug. I'm just paraphrasing your comment. But Doug mentioned that they're advertising on Cartoon Networks and stuff like that. He's seen a bunch of ads. So maybe, Ben, you and I just aren't in the target demographic, so we're not seeing the advertising. Uh, I would think slash expect that they're going to just completely ratchet up the advertising and hype for these things as we get closer to Christmas because they're, you know, they're big toys and everything like that, right? And I got to say, dude, if these had existed when I was a young lad, I would have begged for them, like all of them. You guys, I don't know if any of you guys used to do this. I don't even know if this is a thing outside of Canada. I hope it is. But like when I was a kid, we'd get the Sears wish book every year and you'd go through and like circle all the shit you wanted. And then your parents would send it to Santa and then you would get a couple of things you circled, hopefully. And uh, dude, if these things had existed when I was a kid, I would have just ripped that entire page out and mailed it to the North Pole and be like, these please. So I expect there's going to be more advertising coming up for them pretty soon. Uh, did any of you guys buy the Nintendo Lego, particularly the interactive stuff? let me know on social media or send me a message or whatever i'm very interested to know that nes lego set is fucking is cool but i think the mario stuff will be the money maker because that's the shit you can sell the kids and keep selling add-on sets etc so on and so forth uh so let me know i want to know how well these bad boys are selling let me know if there's any interest out there so thank you for writing in ben and doug and everybody else that participated in the blowing of the cartridges this week that's enough blowing 
Let us get into our smash new hit segment here on Remember the Game, which is play one, erase one. Fuck, I wrote that down wrong in the notes and I keep saying it wrong. I got to fix that right now. Let me try that again. Let's get into our smash hit segment here on Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a humongous thank you to Classic Concentration for the NES for unknowingly providing our theme music for this game. Uh, You guys, the rules to this game are simple. If you're new to the show, welcome. Here, I'll give you a quick rundown. Each week, I give our listeners three retro gaming titles. They can play one of the games as is, as it was released. They can remake a second one into a current modern-gen AAA title. And the third game is just erased from gaming history forever. It never existed. And most weeks... The three games are three good games. So like, you know, like, I mean, last week, I think we did Mario RPG, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. We've done Final Fantasy ones. We've done some Sega ones. We've done some Mario ones. But this week, we're going to change it up. This is going to this is the Remember the Game Dud edition of Play, Play One, Remake One, Erase One. We're talking about Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Genesis. Mario is Missing for the Super Nintendo. And I think the Sega, no, it would, obviously it would have been on the Sega Genesis. Maybe it was on PC or NES or something. I don't know. Anyway, Echo the Dolphin, Mario's Missing, and Virtual Bart, which was on both systems for sure. These are three of the worst games we've ever reviewed here on Remember the Game. So instead of struggling with having to erase a good game, all of our participants can only erase one of these horrible games. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a correct one. And I will tell you what it is near the end of the segment. We got a ton of answers from you guys again. Like the comment section just always explodes for this segment. So I'm glad you guys are having as much fun with it as I am. I always try to read as many comments as possible. So if yours didn't get on the show this week, I apologize. Keep commenting. I promise I will get you on there sooner than later. Uh, I would quickly, before we get into reading some of your actual responses, I would like to acknowledge, acknowledge Slick Rick and Ben Busha because they both left their answers and you two trolling sons of bitches talking about how perfect echo the dolphin is and how mario is missing is a great concept and you're just trying to get me to fucking bait and go off and it's not gonna happen because i know goddamn well what you're trying to do and it's not gonna happen on my fucking show and fuck you i'm not reading those i'm not taking your oh i'm not taking your bait but thank you for writing in so we're gonna start with og big titus and og he wrote in and said i would play echo the dolphin you're a Nintendo kid. I get it. Leave it for the Sega kids who can figure it out. I would <laughs> I would remake Mario is Missing. There's the makings of a good game here. It just has to be more of a Mario game than a history lesson. And I would erase Virtual Bart. Ha ha. That's how he wrote it. That's what it says. So first of all, thank you for writing in, Titus. I am reading your comment purely for the ha-ha at the end of your post. And as far as uh, Nintendo kids leaving Echo the Dolphin for you Sega kids, I promise you that is precisely what us Nintendo kids are doing. And that's exactly what we did. You guys can fucking have it. We all agreed. We got together in our treehouse, all the Nintendo gamers during the console wars of the 90s, and we're like, hey, we should just let them have Echo the Dolphin, right? It's like a poison donut. Just let them eat that one. And we'll stick to the delicious honey crullers. So you can enjoy your Echo the Dolphin. But thank you for writing again my fuck miles from bing bring back retro.com wrote in and miles said i saw this and i thought it was a different podcast patreon no way would adam have these three games in this section personally i'd lock adam in a room with echo the dolphin and do a controller swap on every death or level complete i'd remake virtual bart having never had the chance to play it but would love to see it in a proper 3d environment and i would delete mario is missing as if i needed a reason to do so 
Now, Miles wrote in on our Blowing the Cartridge segment as well. Miles left a comment on the Blowing the Cartridge segment for the show that I did not read during the intro. And it was an incredibly kind post about just loving Remember the Game, loving what we're doing, supporting it on Patreon, despite not really listening to a lot of the new episodes, working the way through the back catalog. It was such a kind comment that the only reason I didn't read it during Blowing a Cartridge because I thought it would come across as I was blowing my own cartridge by reading it. But it was super nice. Then, Miles, you counter that by threatening to lock me in a room with Echo the Dolphin. That hurts me to my core, Miles. The only thing that salvages this post is erasing Marva's missing as you should. So I will give you that. Thank you for the support and the kind words. But locking me in a room with Echo the Dolphin, is like, that's like going to be Saw 8. That'll be one of the traps in the next Saw movie. Someone just gets locked in a room and has to beat Echo the Dolphin. Or they die. And they will die. They'll kill themselves because they don't want to play that fucking game. <laughs> that fucking game has just transcended the pod. That game is bigger than the podcast and it drives me up the fucking wall, but I also love it at the same time. Dave McGee wrote it over on Patreon and said, I'm breaking the goddamn rules on this one. Set all three on fire, then piss on them, drop a nuke on them, sweep up the ashes, put them on a rocket and send them to the moon. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, uh, hmm. I hate these games too, Dave, but nuke them? I mean, I guess you got to nuke something. So fucking right. All right. All right. Good answer. Uh, fuck. Bradley McHugh, frequent guest on the show and Patreon supporter, wrote in and said, Mario is missing has already been remade. It's called Luigi's Mansion. That's a hot take, Bradley. I'll give you that. It's a hot take, but it's also it's not necessarily wrong. I'm not going to disagree with you. That's, just, that's a spicy... That's a spicy swing you're taking there. But however, you lose major points because you didn't explain what you would do with the other games. You just took a shot at Mario's Missing and Luigi's Mansion. So I'll give you that. But you lose points because you get like partial credit because you didn't fill out the entire form. Rome21 wrote in and said, I would play Echo because somewhere in its black hate-filled core, it's still a game. And I'm sure you're crazy sadistic enough you could just play and enjoy it. Remake Mario is missing because maybe, just maybe, they could turn it into something fun and enjoyable. You know, like video games are supposed to be. And Rome21 would erase Virtual Bart, mainly because I've never played the game and have no investment in it. Plus, getting rid of it shouldn't affect the creation of any future titles since the games are separate entities. That way, we can still get Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, thank you for writing in, Room 21. This is a logical and thought out. Uh, this is as logical and thought out as this segment gets regarding the erasing of a game. We usually run every week. We run into the whole grandfather paradox with this segment where if you erase a game, are future versions of the game, future games in the series still possible? You know, if you erase Mario 3, does Super Mario World still exist, etc., so on and so forth. But this is a rock-solid point by Rome 21. All the Simpsons games are completely standalone titles. So if you erase Virtual Bart, we still get the good Simpsons games later on. So I don't disagree with your... I, I disagree with the order you have these three games in but you still get a passing grade for showing your work and having some sound logic uh and then and then a few of you uh at some weeks this happens a few of you had the same order okay michael mathis wrote in and said i would play virtual bart i actually remember enjoying it as a kid i would remake echo the dolphin i think it'd be gorgeous and they'd be able to update it in many ways that they didn't thought of back then and i would erase mario is missing nobody likes educational games fucking i agree with you 100 michael Andre SJA Flash wrote in and said, erase Mario is missing because nobody wants that shit. Play Virtual Bart because I can stomach it the most and I don't trust a developer to remake a Simpsons game as it could end up worse. Remake Echo the Dolphin because a good game is hiding in there somewhere if done properly. 
And then Keegan Wilson wrote in with the same order again. Erase the hot garbage that is Mario's missing. Play Virtual Bart. All the shitty old Simpsons games are still fun for a quick replay. Remake Echo. <laughs> Remake Echo just so we can get another episode of the show about it. Listen, Keegan Wilson. If they remade Echo, I would do another review. I, if they, Dude, if tomorrow somebody announced, hey, we're remaking Echo the Dolphin... Bet your bottom dollar that I would buy that game day one and I would give you guys a review of it. But you know what I would do? I'd put it behind like a $50 paywall and then I would just retire on the profits that I would make off of that fucking episode. But play Virtual Bart, remake Echo the Dolphin, and erase Mario is missing is indeed the correct answer and I'll explain why. I would play Virtual Bart. For about five minutes. And then I would start a retro gaming podcast with a long-term plan of building a worldwide audience. And then I would dedicate an entire episode of the show to where I just fucking roast it and expose it for the fraud of a game that it is. I would erase that fucking turd of a turd Mario is missing because it's not a game. It's a history lesson and a crappy history lesson at that. Fuck that game so hard. And then I would remake echo the dolphin because despite my absolute disdain for that game like you guys have said the skeleton of a good game is in there right you add some difficulty modes add some mechanics that make fucking sense i think that game could be passable i really yeah i really do plus let's be honest like that game as much as i shit on echo the dolphin that game looked good on the sega genesis and that's a long time ago that game running on the playstation 5 or the xbox series x would be fucking gorgeous so that is my answer. That is the correct answer. Thanks to all of you that played. I'm sorry I couldn't read everybody's. I love this stupid segment so much. Like we, we should pitch this show to like Netflix or Amazon Prime or Nickelodeon or I don't know if they'd let me on Nickelodeon, but we should pitch this show to something. Play one, remake one, erase one. Uh, before I move into what I've been playing in San Andreas and we'll wrap up the super long intro, I would like to touch on retro gaming news. Uh, you guys know I touch on the retro gaming news if there's something good. And in this case, there is. There's something really good and really exciting, although it isn't video game related. It's retro board game related. Last week, Big Titus on our Patreon pointed out that there was a Hero Quest timer counting down and that ended about a half hour before i recorded this podcast turns out they're making that board game again probably if you never played hero quest i mentioned it last week it's like a super nerdy dungeon crawling old school board games fucking awesome uh they the powers that be behind hero quest have announced that they're running a fundraiser right now it's like a kickstarter but without actually using kickstarter uh, and you can buy, you can pre-order a copy of the game for $100 US for the standard version or $150 US for the Mystic tier, which will contain extras should they reach their fundraising goals. I feel like I should be reading this whole segment in comic book guy's voice. I don't, I can't really do, I'll try. I don't think I can do it. Uh, the goal is 1 million. And as of my recording, they've been up for an hour and they're already at $250,000. So I like their chances. Best game ever. Uh, this is pretty, that was pretty good. This is pretty rad. You guys, I'm pretty excited. If you never played it, HeroQuest fucking owns. I don't know if I'll pre-order a new copy of it myself because it's, I mean, a hundred bucks US is like a mortgage in fucking Canada, but, um, but I'm going to consider it. It's, it's rad to see this game coming back. And if you like tabletop nerdy fight skeletons with sword and magic type games, check it out. Just Google HeroQuest. You'll find it. It's up for pre-order right now. The fundraiser's running and they're going to reach that. They'll probably be at the million bucks by the time you guys hear this. It's going to be a big deal. Okay. 
that is enough. What have I been playing over the last week? Then we'll get into Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh, I finished Evergate on my Switch. It uh, the, the developers were kind enough to send me a review code. Uh, and it's fucking... So full disclosure, I did not pay for this game. It was a gift. But it's pretty fun. I really, really liked it. It's awesome. It's a platforming slash puzzle game. It's very difficult. Uh, the platforming, I would give like a 7 out of 10 on the difficulty. But solving the puzzle, if you want to get all the little collectibles and stuff in it, I would give like a 9 out of 10. It's a lot of trial and error and figuring it out. So if you're quickly frustrated by puzzles, maybe skip it. I'm going to try to post a short video review over on YouTube this week. It's something I would like to get into if I've got more time. If you guys have watched my videos in the past when I do a video review, I put a ton of stupid, cheesy, horribly done Photoshopped graphics and stuff into it. And they just take way too long for the payoff on it. So I think... I might start doing a few more little indie reviews over on the YouTube channel, but it'll probably just be me talking over gameplay. I won't try to make them as funny and put as many stupid things in. But I, I, they were kind enough to send me a review copy, and I'm a man of my word. If you sent me a review copy of your game and I accepted it, I'm going to review your game. So uh, keep an eye out for that on, over on YouTube later this week. I'm still grinding through Sonic Adventure. Uh, but I'm very close to finishing it. That won this month's Patreon poll, so you'll be getting an episode of Remember the Game about it in the coming weeks. I started playing Mario 3D All-Stars last night. I was playing Mario 64, and I stand behind all the criticisms and all the shade that I've thrown at that game over the years, but that doesn't mean that I'm not a complete and absolute sucker for the nostalgia, dude. As soon as I started playing it, the music just... Ah, oh, it just touches you in such a wonderful, magical way if you grew up during that Nintendo 64 era. So I'm really excited to dive into that package. Uh, and then I finished Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I finally finished Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which we are about to talk about. Before I get into it with my guest, you guys know I like to offer uh, a few of our Patreons, a few of our ner fellow nerds, a chance to share their thoughts on games before I indulge myself and ramble. And so I'm going to get a few of your comments quickly. Gary C. wrote in on Patreon, and Gary said, I can still remember the buzz surrounding the launch of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Having put so much time into Vice City, I couldn't see how on earth Rockstar would improve upon it, but man, they just went bigger in every area. I I love the story. The soundtrack was amazing, especially for someone like me who grew up in the 90s. And as each area of the map opened up, I was blown away by the sheer scale of everything. It is, in my opinion, the greatest GTA game to date. Thanks for writing in, Gary. I gotta say, dude, I was actually pretty fucking surprised by how big this game is as well. Particularly considering it's, like, I mean, compared to stuff like The Witcher 3 and things now, maybe it doesn't seem that big, but like... For a PS2 game, this game is fucking ginormous. It takes forever. Dan T wrote in on Patreon and said, uh, I was still quite young when San Andreas first released, and my parents wouldn't let me play any adult-rated games, but my buddy Jordan had an older brother who was allowed a copy, so I spent many nights after school over at his house, whittling away the hours, feeling like a total badass, messing around in the crazy open space. That's pretty much as rebellious as my childhood got. Still to this day, San Andreas has a greater level of customization than every other game in the series. With every subsequent entry, I'm always disappointed they don't allow us to spend downtime working out or stuffing our face with cheeseburgers not just that but the fact that it had an actual impact on how the character looked and how the game played was great there may be no practical purpose or benefit to getting the beast off cluck and bell but goddamn, was it funny this is for me the absolute highlight of the series and it's still fun to mess around in today here's hoping gta 6 takes a few lessons from what the other game or from what this game had to offer this is a very well-written uh, letter, Dan. Thank you very much. I keep calling them letters or comment, whatever. Uh, I can't even imagine how many people weren't old enough to play San Andreas when it came out, but found ways to play it anyways. Like, and I never really cared or thought it was a big deal, but I also didn't play GTA back then. Now that I've played through this game, I kind of get it. <clears throat> 
excuse me, I kind of get it. Like I would not want my kid playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. James Clark wrote in on Patreon and said, this game is amazing. I love the customization. Like Dan T said, it was fun to play. And it was one of the last single player games I played before getting into almost all online multiplayer style games. I have since gone back to single player games because I stopped enjoying multiplayer games as much as I used to, but this game has so much to offer during its time in the limelight. Uh, thanks for writing in James. A lot of you commented on this and how the lack of, you know, the lack of multiplayer in this game and how you kind of preferred it that way. And how it was just a single player adventure. And I a hundred percent agree. Cause I feel that exact same way. I, could care less about there being no multiplayer in this game. Uh, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT wrote in and said San Andreas was a great game. I wish I had more of a chance to play it like I did with GTA 3 and Vice City. And Jeff, this is crazy to me because San Andreas seems to be by far the best of the trilogy and that's the one you didn't get to play. That'd be like saying you played Mario 1 and Mario 2 but you never played Mario 3 and it's by far the, 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 the group. Uh, I did the chef's kiss there. I didn't kiss the microphone. And then finally, Morgan wrote in on Patreon. And all Morgan said was, I enjoyed the Turf Wars. And thanks for writing in, Morgan. I have to assume uh, that you mean the taking over of neighborhoods in this game and the rival gangs and stuff like that. And if that's the case, I have some goddamn opinions on that part of San Andreas. But we're going to get into that right now with my pal Andre. I'm going to cue up some music. And quickly, I'm sorry if the music is repetitive and it's not the cool music from the game. I haven't actually edited the music into the show yet, so I don't know what song it's going to be playing. But I'm worried that if I try to use the good songs from this game, I will get spanked like I did with the Grand Theft Auto Vice City episode. So I apologize if the music sucks. But that said, I'm going to cue up something... And we are going to talk Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the best-selling game on the best-selling console of all time, which is the PlayStation 2. And it originally released on October 26th, 2004. I know a lot of you are excited for this episode, so kick back, relax, get comfortable. Let's talk San Andreas. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. 
Back up better with Crash Plan. So, uh, so we're talking Grand Theft Auto. We have not covered a Grand Theft Auto game since like episode thirty ish, which we yeah, talked the about. Was yeah, that when I did Vice City with you? Yeah, I was gonna say, and it was yeah, it was Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and it was the same guest, which is longtime uh, friend and guest of the show, my buddy Andre. He's back to talk GTA San Andreas with me. How's it going, buddy? Ah, uh, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I can I be honest? I'm ex- I'm excited to have. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas off my plate. Um, and I don't like, look, we're going to get into it. I uh, I liked this game way, way more than I expected to. But like when we talk about old NES games on here and stuff, sometimes I worry that like the episode isn't going to be very long because there just isn't very much to say about them. Yeah. And with this game, I'm like, at some point, we're just going to have to say, okay, that's enough because I feel like you could do a three-hour podcast on this fucking game, Andre. Yeah. Oh, it's such a—it's a long game for one. It—it's it, got you got set time into it, man. Like it's long, even if you don't. Like I didn't—I'll be honest. Like I didn't do everything. Like I just mm-hmm. did. I—I I basically just finished the campaign. Like I—I've been reading about the game since I finished it, and there's so much stuff I didn't do. Um, yeah, and just finishing so the campaign stuff. probably took me forty hours. Like yeah, fuck. Oh, it's it's a long game. It's not, and then if you add everything to side stuff, it's even longer. Yeah, and like okay, so because like you're a GTA fan, right? Yeah, yeah. See, like I, like yeah, that's why I asked you to come on because I knew, like, I remember you playing this game with my little brother back in the day. Like, I know you guys were obsessed with this fucking game. I love this game, man. Love this game back in the day. And I gotta say, like, I like, so I've I've talked about it on the show before, but I've never finished a GTA game. The only one I've ever played with any form of regularity was Vice City, and I probably only put twenty hours into that. And I spent most of that twenty hours running away from the police because I always thought that was the funnest part of GTA. And then with this one, (laughs) yeah, exactly, and listening to the fucking music, right? And then when this one won the Patreon poll, I was like, all right, well. Let's fucking let's finish a G. I just want to say I've finished a GTA game because I bet you there's a lot of diehard Grand Theft Auto fans out there that have never finished one of these games because they're so big. Like you could play yeah, this game, yeah. right? Like you could put sixty hours into this game and not finish it if you wanted to. Not, not you could finish the campaign, but you could you could not complete everything. Like, it, it it it's got some time to it. Man, it, it, it requires you to sit down and really put yourself into it like i'm impressed that this game is a originally at least a playstation 2 game and they were able because like and they were able to get so much like it just kept fucking going and i was just just like there was half a dozen times where i was like well this must be the end and then it was like nope nope, nope keep going and then i was like well this must be the end and it was like nope nope keep going and i'll be honest with you and we'll get into the story in a second there were parts of the story where i just was like okay, this is kind of, like, it started out like a real serious, like, I, I was like, fucking right, like, I really like CJ, the main character, and I was really on board, and I was like, all right, fucking right, so let's see where the story goes. And then it hits a couple of points where I was like, okay, like, are we just, you don't have to stretch this out for the sake of stretching it out, it's already fucking long enough, once you throw in all the extra stuff. So there was a couple so of points. dropping in, little things in there that it just keeps extending the game. Yeah. Not to, not, not to its detriment, because everything is really fun, 
But, you know, there's a few things that could pull out here and there where it's just... Yeah. yeah. Like, see, I, I mostly agree that it wasn't to its detriment. And I don't know if it was because I felt like I was on a bit of a tight schedule and I had to get it done or what, but I, I did, and I tweeted about this. There was a couple of moments where I kind of thought to myself, I feel like maybe this is starting to slightly overstay its welcome. Like if you just like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, and to this moment as I'm talking about it, like, and I'm going to give this game a good score at the end of the episode when we're done. But I, I, I feel like they could have knocked five hours off the campaign and I wouldn't have missed anything. Like there's still, they could have made them optional missions. Like some of the shit where you're like, it goes, you, so you start, if you've never played, I can't imagine there's a single person listening to this podcast that doesn't at least know what the Grand Theft Auto games are about. But by chance, yeah, if you, you don't, right, like you yeah. have to know. But I guess if by chance you don't, every Grand Theft Auto game, you control a character and you're in a giant city and you can basically just steal cars and kill people and shoot people and you just go through zanier and zanier missions. And usually you're trying to accomplish something. You're trying to take somebody down or you're trying to redeem yourself or fucking whatever. And yeah. uh, this game starts out, you play as this dude named CJ and he had left uh, San Andreas, the city that uh, the cities. So, okay, wait, I'll ask you that off the top. I don't know if you know this or not. And people are going to yell at me for if I get this wrong because I literally just finished playing it. Is San Andreas one of the cities or is San Andreas no, the overarching city? San Andreas city? Is, is essentially like, I, this game's based on California and Las Vegas, they said. Mm-hmm. Was, was what I remember. Um, I think San Andreas is an area of the city because there's like, is, is the area, and then the, you're in Los Santos. That's what it is. Live. Right. Yeah. Right. Because there's Los Santos, there's the Vegas one. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it right yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry, Boston guys. Venturis. It, it's it's not it's not far off of Vegas. No, and then the third one. So they're clearly like L.A., San Francisco, and Vegas. Like that's yeah, clearly what these three cities are based on. Oh, um, yeah. but you control C.J. the main character, and he left San Andreas, which is the overarching three city area, like the state, I guess, if you will. He leaves. Yeah. Then he comes home because his mom had passed away. He comes back for the funeral, and some of his friends oh, are excited to son. see. What's that? <laughs> the good son, you know. Come yeah, the good son. Mom. So he comes home, and some of his friends are excited to see him, and then his brother, uh, Sweet, is not excited to see him. He's mad at him for leaving. And then that's how the game starts. And I was like, all right, I can get in on it. And then there's these crooked cops. Ten- Fuck, I hate Tenpenny. I hate that sack of shit oh, so much. Yeah. Oh, Tenpenny? And then who, dude, what's, do you remember the name of the fucking, that fat cop? No. I'm looking it up right now, because I hate him. I fucking hate him. I hate, oh, I hate him even more than Tenpenny. Um, God oh, damn it. I should have had it brought up already. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, Pulaski? Pulaski. Fuck yeah. that guy. So you so you come back, you're CJ, you come back to San Andreas to bury your mom, and then some of your friends are happy, your brother's mad at you, and then there's this crooked cop, Tenpenny, who is, I believe, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's like a crooked cop who like, basically threatens to frame you if you don't basically do his work for him but then he has this like sidekick like his like his like deputy or whatever uh pulaski is that his name yeah i think it's pulaski Pulaski, who just he reminds me of the fucking cop from uh super troopers oh yeah 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 fart fart uh, farva farva yeah except yeah. like not as like less dumb and more of an asshole 
But like, yeah, just an asshole, but not yet. Yeah. So those two keep popping up and making you do stuff. And then at the same time, your brother uh, who hates you because you left is telling you like, hey, we got to take back the streets and your other friends are with you. And they're like, yeah, let's take back the streets. And just for the record, we're going to have some spoilers here. So if you've never played oh, San yeah, Andreas, be there's, we're going <laughs> to spoil the story. Yeah. You can't, um, you can't go through this game without spoiling it. You just can't. No. So like, so when the game starts, I was on board with CJ and then his brother smokes kind of a dick, but I was like, that's okay. Like I can, like that's, so I'm expecting him to be the bad guy. Like I'm expecting him to kind of turn on me. And then there's also, uh, or sorry. So that's, that's sweet, your brother. And then there's also smoke who's like, yeah, big smoke. Yeah. Who's like your buddy. And he's like really nice. And he was my favorite in the early going. Um, yeah. And then later he he, he was. At the early point, he was he was kind of serious. But he's also like a good sense of comic relief. Yeah, he was. Like, was it when they're going through the drive-through? He's like a number nine, a number nine large. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> line. Your brother would like go. We would go through a drive-through just to do that at times. Oh. Like, that's how much that line meant to us. <laughs> I love that. Like, See, so, like, there's a scene, yeah, early in the game where you reunite like your crew, and there's there's yeah. CJ, the main character, your brother, Sweet, who's a dick. Uh, big smoke. Who's like a pretty big hefty guy. Who's like your buddy. And then there's uh Ryder. Is that the other guy? Yeah, Ryder and who's that dude? There's another guy involved. Too, OG Lock or Lowe. Yeah, the rapper dude. So Ryder is dude. like clearly based on Easy E. Like he looks exactly like Easy E, the rapper. Yeah. But the oh, four of you, there's sure. a scene where the four of you go to like a fast food place, and yeah. uh, and you're all placing your orders in the drive-through. Yeah, and like. Each of the three other characters get like a regular meal, and then yeah, like Andre said, big smoke because he's a big guy. He gets like a number nine, another number nine. He orders like all this food, and like then you're 34, like four. He, he goes up, like orders like seven or eight different meals. Yeah, and, it's just, it's, and then and then so hard. and then you're like in this like part where you're like fighting with these like rival gangs and ripping around in this car, and the whole time Big Smoke's complaining <laughs> that you're gonna spill his food. And it's like, he doesn't give a shit. He just wants to eat. Yeah, and I was really. It made me laugh too. And I thought, like, okay, well, that's pretty rad. So obviously, Big Smoke is like the comic relief and like your good buddy. And then a little bit later yeah. in the game, and this is where the game first really hooked me. You find out that actually Big Smoke and Ryder uh, are are working with the bad guys. Yeah. Um. They, they turn on you, and it, it it you're like what? Yeah. They were they were they were, they were so enjoyable mm-hmm. to to be playing with. You know what I mean? Like. It was legitimately a good, like, as someone that had never played the game and didn't know the story, it was legitimately a good twist. Because I really thought if anyone was going to turn on me and be a bad guy, it was going to be sweet, my brother, because he's an asshole to me. He's he's such a dick to you for so long in this game that you're just like, he has to turn on you. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. It it almost didn't make sense, but then you're like, no, it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Great twist. So then it turns out the two guys yeah. that are really nice that are your buddies are working with the bad guys. So then the whole yeah. game, and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing and you meet all these other characters and go to these other cities and you keep growing this big crime syndicate that you have. And at the very end of the game, it comes back to trying to take down Tenpenny, the crooked cop, and Big Smoke, yeah. who's become like this big drug lord working with like other gangs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And again, there's a couple of points where the story loses me where I think it gets kind of dumb. But for the most part, like to its credit, every time I, I would start to think like, ah, oh, fuck me. Okay, I'm getting sick of this. Let's go. Something would happen in the story pop- to get my attention back. A new character back. pops up. A new character pops up or 
it, like, it's an interesting turn in the story. You're like, okay, this is why this is why they're keeping it going. This is cool. Yeah. Okay. And it gives you a reason to want to keep playing. Right. Because there's some awesome characters. Like, I mean, other than just the like your little crew there, um, I I gotta say, like, I fucking love Woozy. Uh, loved Woozy. And if you don't know, oh, Woozy's so good. Yeah. So Woozy is a blind, like I don't know is. <laughs> He's the like way a, they have him walk around is just like walking like he he's gonna bump into everything. Yeah, it's the best part. Is it's just it's, it's the stereotypical blind character. Yeah, but I loved it so the, much. There's like scenes where like he yeah he's like he doesn't act like he's blind and he thinks he's like daredevil. Like he's like all oh, my other sentences are heightened considerably. But then yeah he keeps walking into shit and stuff like that. Oh, but so like good. also they like he's so um like he's so charming. Like he's just like the nice. Cause he's just like crime boss, like he's like a like a mafia crime boss, but he's also just like the nicest guy, and he's like a super gentleman to CJ, and uh, I f- I fucking like I kept going back to doing his missions because I just loved Woozy. I thought he was such a great character. Look, it's every time you interact with him, it was always a fun scene to watch. Always, it, it, yeah, always. So I liked always. him. Um, I know some people didn't like. Um, uh, what the fuck was his name? The guy that was voiced by James Wood, the uh, the cop. Oh, Torino. Torino. Um, yeah. So there's this like... I liked him. I did like, too. He, he, he came off like like he played it as a badass. Like uh, not, a, not a badass, but you know what I mean? Like he knows he is the, the leader of this cartel. Right. You know he's like, or the drug, whatever it's called. It's like the cartel essentially. Yeah. Yeah, like he knows he's the leader, so he's like, he's like, no, you have to do this for me. Yeah, because he's the leader. He's the leader of a drug cartel, but he's also a government agent. Like he's got two yeah. lives, and so he keeps hiring you to do work for him because he can't do yeah, it. And in exchange, want, go ahead. Yeah, he doesn't want the, the the feds to know about who he is, right, on the drug side. But he doesn't want the drug people to know he's a fed. So it's like. So you just got to run it in between. Yeah, and this is where I both liked and didn't like about Torino because I love the idea that this character is a a drug boss, but also an undercover agent who's basically black not blackmailing, but like so CJ's brother Sweet gets arrested during the game and he's in prison, yeah, and, then, and Torino, who's a government agent, keeps telling CJ, "If you work for me, I'll get your brother out. I'll keep your brother yeah. safe." So CJ has no choice but to work for this guy, and like. I, I know that James Woods is kind of a polarizing person in the real life world right now, but uh, yeah. he's great in this game. Like as the voice actor, I, great. As, as much as much as who we as a person, dude, I love James Woods as an actor. That dude has never disappointed me in anything, any movie or anything he's been in. And voicing this character just makes me so happy. Yeah, like he just he he just he brings that dickish nature to him. It, it's just like no. Yeah, no, you're not gonna fuck with me. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. So, I, and I both like, like, so I love the character of Torino, and I, you're right. I love that. Like, at times he's fucking hilarious, but then as oh, soon yeah. as CJ starts to talk back, he just like, like he just Torino just shuts him right down and says like, well, I can get smoke killed, I can get smoke beat up in prison, I can get smoke put in a jail with like or in a cell with like a big, you know, like what or not smoke. Pardon me, sweet. I always sweet. get sweet and smoke mixed up. He keeps telling CJ well, he could get his brother so fucked much, up. Right? We, you always like smoke so much early on in the game. That's why you get him confused. Yeah. So so <laughs> yeah. I like Torino, and I like when he pops up, in particular when he's just breaking CJ's balls. He makes me laugh. My beef, yeah. and this is probably the first, and I wouldn't even call this a full strike, but my first minor somewhat criticism of this game, some of the Torino missions make me dislike Torino, even though it's 
like it's just the mission because like he basically says, Hey CJ, you got to go get your pilot's license and learn how to fly. And which alone I thought, okay, well that's kind of stupid, but whatever. Uh, I, I have to imagine 90% of people that have played grand theft auto San Andreas would agree that like one of, if not the weakest point in the gameplay is flying. Uh, the flying control is just, it, it, everything's inverted, right? And it sucks. And, and it's just hard to control. Like, the only t- only time I liked a, a, a mission that involved a plane was where you had to, like, ride your bike on it. But you're inside the plane the whole time. Yeah, I like that. You have to fly. Yeah. Like, when you actually have to fly it, it's like the controls. Because there's also, too, there's, like, you can fly fighter jets. You can fly stunt planes. You can fly, like, main, like, airline, like a, like a, I don't know anything about planes, but like a main plane that like a commercial airline. Yeah, like a jumbo jet. Like a jumbo jet, yeah. And it's just like, and they all handle different, and frankly, none of them handle that good. Oh, and you got to fly helicopters, which is a fucking pain in the ass as well. Oh, those are, those, I think those are almost worse than the fucking uh, plane. They are. They're worse. And it's, then it's, it's so much harder to turn. And then when you turn too far, it's like, oh, God damn, I got to crash back. Oh, it's it, so it's, brutal. And then we haven't even gotten into flying that fucking remote control plane, which we'll get into in a minute. <laughs> that fucking thing. But like, so the flying concept is fun. As, as stupid as it is that they took this guy who's like a gangster on the streets in like a poor neighborhood. And now this government agent is also a, a fucking drug boss who's keeping your brother safe in prison if you work for him and he's telling you go get a pilot's license and go fly these planes and kill all these people and it's it's stupid but when you're not dying because the controls suck it's a lot of fun it's just the flying controls fuck me i I remember like again i haven't probably played this game in 10 little over 10 years or so yeah like i played it for a few years after it came out but like i had such issues with the flying in this game like everything else was was pretty easy. like once you get a once you get used to the controls of a car because it, it it can be annoying at first yeah you you get used to it and you know how to drive the car and you can drive it pretty much perfectly well same with the bike but the planes you never get used to them no the planes never get fun and the thing is is like and this has been a criticism of the GTA series for me forever. Uh, and even uh, again, I really enjoyed this game for the most part. But like my big criticism of GTA is there the the what's that famous saying? The jack of all trades, master of none. And yeah. that's what GTA is. It tries to do so much, and I love that they try to put so much in because there's so much variety. It doesn't matter what kind of like. Do you want to play a car game? Do you want to play a shooting game? Do you want to gamble? Do you want to play pool? Do you want to? It doesn't matter what you want to do. You can do it in this game. It just doesn't. You just want to kill cops, like it. it yeah, everything. yeah. But it doesn't do any of them incredibly well. Um, and most of it by the, if you put a few hours into it, like you said, when I started playing this, I was like the driving this game fucking sucks. It's like you're driving on ice all the time. Oh, I, I, uh, I remember watching you on Twitch when you started it. It was, it was, you were bad. It was bad. Man. Oh, I was getting so angry, but you do get more comfortable with it. But the flying and you have to do a lot of flying in the last third of this game. Um, they, they, uh, I'll say this for to the later, ver- later versions of, of Grand Theft Auto. The, pl- the the flying controls got far better, right? But you got to remember, this is two. This is a two thousand five. This game came out, yeah. And uh, th- and that's yeah, and fair. Like that's something that I had to try to keep in mind while I was playing it. Like this is a fifteen plus year old game, and yeah. they like the like Rockstar, the developer of the GTA games, has it has has gotten infinitely better at what they do uh, yeah. than they did with this game. This is what the third three D game they did. 
I think so. At least of the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think they've, they've gotten to too many flying plane stuff at that point yet. Right. So it, it, it's understandable. And it's not like it's complete, like complete garbage. You can, you can do it. It's just, you're just fighting with the controls most of the time. Yeah. Trying to keep the plane from level, trying, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's a pain. Yeah. It al- you know what? It almost felt like they were trying to make it incredibly realistic as far as like, I've never flown a plane, but it felt like they were no. trying to make it where like, you got to keep it balanced. You got to angle it the right way to get turns and speed and stuff, and particularly with the helicopter. And I was like, I, I appreciate that you're trying to replicate what it's like to actually fly these planes. But it's a video game. Exactly. I'm like, I don't guess what? This is also the this same is- game where I can steal a car in front of a cop and the cop chases me for about 30 seconds and then says, fuck it and turns around. So it's like, are you realistic or are you not realistic? Like, just make flying simulator. fun. Like, what the hell? It's not a flight simulator game. Why do you have to make it that that big of an issue? Yeah. So, okay. So, but for the most part, I can look past it because, like, even some of the flying missions, despite the controls, can be fun. And jumping out of them and parachuting is always awesome. And oh, um, you know the one the one where you got to go the bike, right? And you're you have to like blow up the plane or whatever. Yeah. If you jump out without your parachute. It will show like it'll it'll cut to another scene. It shows CJ landing on a car. <laughs> like he lands on a car and then he just goes, Mission failed. Mission failed. So if you don't know what Andre's talking about, there's a mission where this plane oh. is like taking off on a runway and you hop on like a dirt bike that has explosives on it. And basically the mission, and it's a pretty badass mission, is you have to rip on this dirt bike and catch up to this plane before it takes off and the ramp is still down on the back and you have to drive up the ramp and put your bike on the plane. And then you fight your way through the plane and then jump out of the plane. Yeah, so it's yeah, a dope well, mission, gotta, but I didn't no, know that. You have to go up to the front and set the bomb or whatever. Right. Get the bomb to your bike, you have to take them off. And like, but if you really want to do it, you it's the, the one thing about the mission is if you can just ignore everybody on the plane, just run through, plant the bomb, and run back. If you make sure you have body armor before you go on there, you can oh. actually get through without actually having to fight anybody. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, but... it, it, you might have to fight a, a, a kind of guy or two, but you can pretty much get through to the front, plant the bomb, and get out if you can move fast enough. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it takes some time if you want to do it. Most of the time, just go in there, kill them all, and do it. It's, it's a lot easier. That yeah, that's way. what I did. I just killed everybody. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, other than shitting on the fly. Oh, yeah. And then the other beef I have, before we get into because I am I am going to spend a minute ripping on that fucking remote control plane mission. <laughs> I think everyone's expecting that. But before we get into that, the only other mission with flying that I really didn't like is there's a mission where you have to fly to Liberty City and then take out some people and then fly back. And yeah. The it, it, the mission it, it, itself is fine, but like you literally just fly the plane in the sky for five minutes. It, it's so dumb. You should have taken off maybe thirty seconds of flying, and then hey, you're in the next city. Yeah, it just keeps telling you like on the little map on the bottom of the screen, hey, your target that you're headed to is this way. So you're like, okay, so you get in this like this this plane, and you're flying it forward, and then I, I was playing it, and I'm like. Like, am I doing something wrong? Because it just keeps saying to keep flying toward this arrow. And there's nothing to kill you other than if you were to crash a plane into the water. There's nothing yeah. around. There's nothing going on. You just fly for five minutes. And then the worst part is then when you get to Liberty City, you do a quick mission where you go into this like shop and you kill a bunch of people and then you fly home. And I died in that shop um, the first time you I got there. Oh, 
So then it reloads, and then I realize, are you fucking kidding me? Now I've got to re-get on this plane. No, I have to leave. I have to leave the casino, drive to the airport, get in the plane, and then fly five more minutes to Liberty City to try the mission you again. The, you want to know something worse? When as you're landing, because it doesn't give you the complete key land, I crashed on my landing. Oh, coming back. So you flew all. You I, did I the had five to minutes. The entire goddamn thing. Oh, so you did the five minute flight there. You did the mission. You did the five minute flight back, and then biffed the yep. landing. And then, well, I just, I didn't. Oh, I come in, I'm, and I'm like, me. oh crap! I forgot that to set. Sucks. I forgot to set my wheels, and I'm like, oh shit! And I crash. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. It again, like. This could be a product of the fact that like I and I uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like a lot of us old gamers have kind of gotten soft with current games because checkpoints are like every eight seconds. Like every time you take two steps, you get a new checkpoint. So when you die, it literally reloads where you died and you start again. Whereas like, yeah, you have to place it in your head when you're playing a lot of the old games. Okay, I'm going to be probably back doing this again for another 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, and I will... And I will say, dude, the longer, like, my beef wasn't that I had to start the mission over. It was that this flying shouldn't be as fucking long as it is. That was obnoxious. But well, I, I, I don't mind. It's just, it's, at least you can, like, reload me. In that sense of the mission, they should just reload you in Liberty City. Yeah, like, like reload really. me after the flying. Like, like, that's fine. I'll redo the mission, but don't. But I will say, and, and the more I played this game, the more it kind of took me back to what it was like to be a gamer in the 80s and 90s, the early 2000s, before we had checkpoints every eight seconds. There's something, yeah. there's something to be said for consequences when you die. And I forgot kind of what that, you know what I mean? Like it makes you, it makes you, you try a little harder, through. pay a little more attention, don't take so many chances because yeah. you're like, if I die, I know I got 15 minutes of redo in front of me before I get another shot at this. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be that you don't want to be stuck doing another 20 minutes of gameplay. No. So you, you, like that for a third time, you're like, okay, I really got to, okay, this is why I died. Okay. So I got to watch for that guy and the other guy that was shooting at. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the time it was, you were shooting a guy and then all of a sudden there was just another computer character just shooting at you. And then you're, you turn your attention to him and then the third guy just pops up and kills you. And I'm like, ah, yeah. That was the biggest, the and- biggest annoyance, especially when like, uh, and that's another when you're fighting hordes of these guys as they're coming in it's yeah just, and that's another like quote unquote gripe i have with this game is like the com like again much like most of the other controls the combat controls are passable but they're not great and you will have instances where you die just because the controls aren't that good and it's well, frustrating because it, 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 yeah. you didn't well, do anything wrong you just couldn't make the game do what you wanted to do you have two guys in a room right one is shooting at you, but for some reason your 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 aim won't let you onto that. Yeah, the auto locking aim is a, like I think that's a. Some people might say that you you're playing it on baby mode with the auto locking aim, but I don't think the controls are good enough to do it without. So I use the auto lock no. where you just hold God, trigger, no. you hold trigger, and then the crosshairs of your gun just instantly lock on a bad guy, and then you can shoot him till he's dead, and then it locks onto another bad guy. But like the but problem the is, yeah, that's the problem with the auto lock. Is I found that probably a dozen times it would like there's two or three guys shooting at me and the auto lock is locking on nothing. And it's like, dude, I'm getting killed here because this game will kill you fast behind the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just shooting at the wall and this game will kill you fast. If you don't kill the guys that are shooting at you. 
Um, like, unless you go and like pick up body armor every single time, which I yeah, like, you could die quickly. And I found that I was doing that every time I drove by an ammunition, I would pop in and spend the two hundred bucks on some body armor just in case. Oh. And then, like, just if you, if you find out where like hidden body armor spots are, yeah, it, 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 they're just a godsend because every time you die, if you, if you end up dying, you can go hit that spot again. Yeah. So that was frustrating. And then, sorry, we might as well just get the rest of the griping out of the way before we get in all the good stuff. Because I like to do that. We get the bad stuff out of the way, then we finish with yeah, the happy you, stuff so we all go yeah, in a good mood. Another beef I have with this game, and we will get, I promise, the remote control airplane is going to be the final thing we gripe about. All right? We're saving yeah. that to the end. Um, this game, I feel like of the 40 hours I spent playing it, 10 of those hours were spent grinding to try to do what I have to do to unlock the next mission. And I thought that was completely obnoxious. And the first instance I found that in was I go to Woozy for a mission and he's like, how good can you swim? And I had never swam in this game. So my guy was just yeah. said, well, not really. And then it just kicks me out of the cutscene and says, come back when you can swim. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, the only way you can learn how to get better at swimming outside of, because you have like all these different stats that level up the more you do them. And the only way to get your fucking swimming stat to level up, unless you use like a cheat code, is to literally just go to the water, jump in the water and swim around it's doing quick. nothing. It's so, it's, just, it's so pointless. It's so like, some of the leveling up stuff is just, so fucking pointless. Dude, I don't get like, it. Why make me do that? Why do I have like, to learn? If you want me to learn how to swim to be able to beat this mission, then how about instead of making me go and just blindly grind away in the water for an hour waiting for my swim level to get high enough? How about you just make me go through a tutorial mission where I have to swim? That's all you have to do. Because I'm assuming yeah. part of the reason they're making you grind up your swimming uh, um statistic is so that you know the controls well enough because if you don't know the controls well enough when you go to do the swimming mission you're going to die if you don't know how to control well, it I, and there's not that many swimming missions no there's not so there's no reason to make me swim for fucking 45 minutes in a river with nothing to hurt me with nothing to do i was streaming this game when we hit that point and i was like well sorry guys i guess this is gonna be a really shitty stream because i'm literally just gonna swim around in this water till my fucking character levels up enough and the worst part is it doesn't it doesn't even tell you when you've leveled up enough you just have to guess Fuck. Like, well, I'm at half. Is that enough? So Maybe. fucking stupid. The biggest knock I have on this game. And there are certain aspects of those stat level thingies that I like. The more you use a gun, the more profound you are with the gun and the easier it is to use it. I'm totally down with that. The more that, stuff that you do, sense. it does make but, sense. But, that, but, that, but that's, an ability, that's a skill ability that should be there. Right. When you have like, was it three or four swimming missions in an entire game? Why is oh. that a stat you have to level up? Like, thank Fuck that the flying wasn't like that, where you had a flying stat and you had to just fly around to level up your flying. But so oh clearly, clearly, so hard. Oh, clearly the developers at Rockstar were like, well, hey, we can't just make you have to fly around to level up your flying stat because nobody's going to want to do that. But then they left yeah. it in for swimming, which is even more boring than flying, because at least when you're learning how to fly, you can listen to the music in the game. When you're swimming, I, there's nothing. Yeah, it's just it's just OK. I'm swimming in a circle. <laughs> 
I was so angry because I was like, uh, is this seriously what I have to do? And then to be fair, and I want to quickly shout out one of our listeners, Keegs, because in the stream, he sent me the code that I would put it like, because there's a whole bunch of codes in this game where you just push like a bunch of random directions and stuff. And it would like instantly yeah. level up a stat or give you a bunch of money or whatever. Yeah. And so he sent me a code to get my swimming level uh, up and I couldn't make the code work. And then all of a sudden I just randomly went to five stars and the cops were all chasing me. And I was like, you fucking sabotaged me, you son of a bitch. But then people in the stream said that it wasn't his code. It was the fact that I climbed out of the water into a military base and I wasn't supposed to be there. So I don't even know if that was the case. But oh, I just, I have been waiting to fucking get that swimming thing off my chest for like a week because I just thought it was so stupid. Like most of the stats in that game, like your muscle, your, your, your sex appeal, all that stuff. You're sprinting, your ability to use guns and things like that. That all makes sense because, yeah. like, the muscle. Because then your guy, when you go when you're in even missions where you got to fight with people, the more muscle you have. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you brought when you're brought. That makes complete sense. I don't mind leveling that up. Yeah, I don't mind leveling up by sprinting. And sprinting is so easy to level up because all you do is sprint. Yeah, and you're run you're running half the game anyways. So you're just you're getting your your what is it, endurance or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, up, up, just by playing the game. Yeah. But when you have a when you have a thing like swimming, when the fuck are you swimming in this game? No, and that's okay. And so, and there's a couple instances like this. There's another one I'm going to bring up in a second where it's like if 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 I had just if I had just known at some point I would need it, then every time I got near water, I would have just spent ten minutes dinking around in the water. You know what I mean? Instead of having to do it all at yeah. once. There's another scene right near the end of the game where you're getting ready to go take down Big Smoke, and your brother Sweet is like, hey. So the only way we're going to find out where Big Smoke yeah. is is if we have enough street cred. So we got to go take over more territories. And early yeah. in the game, you realize that, like, because your gang is green. Like, they wear green, and they're green on the map. Yeah. There's another gang that's yellow, and there's another gang that's purple. Well, the yellow, I think, isn't that the triad? I think so, yeah. And then the and then the ballers are purple, Are right? purple. And so, and yeah. they're all represented on the map, like, just little, like, little, um like little sections of the city are colored purple or green or yellow. And that's the gang that controls them. And so basically what you have to do near the end of the game is run around the map and take over a whole bunch of these areas. And you take over these areas by going into like a purple shaded area, find the purple guys, start killing them and then kill a couple swarms of them. And now you own the area. Um, yeah. but dude, I, again, it's right near the end of the game. And I probably had to spend an hour and a half running around the city, killing guys to take over territories till I had enough territories for the next yeah, mission. I- I lucked out. Like for me, as the game progress, I'm, I'm when I play games like that, and I notice is like the different territories. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that throughout the game, I'll go and grind those out throughout the game. Yeah, see. So for me, when I got to that point in the, the game, I, I I think I maybe had to take over a neighborhood or two at best. I think oh, at that point. Fuck. So like that's just, but that's just my weirdness when I'm playing games. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. It's just. Uh, uh, sometimes it's like the do some downtime and just do stupid shit, right? Right, right. And you, and you do that, but like I remember that back in the day, and I would do that. But I, I, if you don't really realize it, yeah, it's gonna screw you at the end. Oh, I was so because it was just because the thing is, is like at that point, your character has so many bullets and so many guns, and I got it keeps dropping vests. My health is up. Like it wasn't hard. I didn't die a single time during these missions. I just had to keep running around doing them. And it was like, again, much like the swimming, if you had just, you didn't even have to tell me why, but if you had just hinted at it, like, hey, level this up while you play the game or take over territories, because they do teach you, they teach you how to take over territories early in the game. But I got the impression it was completely optional. 
Well, if he would have said, take over territories to make your gang stronger, and uh, just or a hint saying, like, you, you want a strong gang for later on, or say yeah. something in the game. Yeah, like and, you... That would be directly go, you need to do this, because that's how you have an answer. Yeah, it's a... hint at it, and then you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should be doing this to up, up my gang power and stuff, like, yeah. for my respect, like... Like, it's a yeah. funny game, so I don't know why they couldn't have tied a joke in at the beginning. When they teach you about the territories and how you can take over different blocks of the city, I don't know why they couldn't have just put a mission in to be like, uh, maybe sporadically through the game, take over some areas because you may need them at the end or something, like, hint, hint. Like, just, like, basically just break the fourth wall and make a joke. Because I would have much preferred yeah. that. And then just as I was running through the game, if I went into an area that was a different color, I take it over. Instead of thinking yeah. like this is all optional and then finding out at the end of the game, no, you should have been doing this for the last 30 hours. I was so <laughs> mad because yeah, I just kept it, running it around killing guys. You, so you just frustrate yourself. Oh, fuck. And there's a couple more instances like that. Like there's this, there's an instance where I love, the, I fucking love the mission where you rob uh, the casino. And like all the oh, little, th- right. And like there's a whole bunch of little missions leading up to it. It's kind of like uh, Ocean's Eleven. Like there's all these little things yeah. leading up to you getting ready to rob this you casino. To, you have to do everything to set up the robbery. Yeah. yeah. But there's one part where you have to get a key card to the casino off of a girl who's an employee at the casino. And it was the same thing again. It was kept telling me like, hey, you're not sexy enough. You're not good enough for her to go on a date with you. And you need her to go on a date with you so that you can get this key card. And so again, I had to like, I ended up Googling like, what the fuck do I have to do to get this girl to go out with me? And it was like, why don't you just like, as soon as I do what I have to do, then the mission is easy. Why don't you just tell me what I got to do? Like, don't make me guess. Don't make me look it up. I feel like the game got 10 hours longer than it had to be because I had to guess at stuff and do all these little grindy fucking things. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, if you didn't know you had to do these little grindy things, it makes the game longer. But if you know throughout, that means you can do a little bit here, a little bit there, a little yeah. bit there, a little bit there. So. It's like, especially for like the, the, the neighborhoods, like when you finish a mission, you may end up in a random triad or baller neighborhood. Right. So if you knew you had to take territory, it's like, well, you would have just like went and took that block and then went on your way. That's it. And like you said yourself, yeah. when you were playing the game, you were taking them over. And I think... Yeah, and that was more just me, me going, eh, I, I like to take... I, it was more like, I like the fact of having like mow down waves of these guys. Right. So that's why I was doing it. It wasn't like for the fact of... Oh, I think I need all this territory. It was more like I like just killing all these guys. And sure, keep doing this. But the thing is, is I no. bet you, I bet you, a lot of the people that are listening to this right now that played this game in its prime probably did the same because you guys like, and I, and and this is like I'm complaining about it, but at the same time, I want to give San Andreas credit for this. If this was like, if you had bought this game for your PS2 or for whatever you were playing it on, and you were like, hey, this is my game for the next three months. There's three yeah. months worth of game here. And if I hadn't been on a schedule where I really just wanted to finish the campaign so that I could do this podcast, I probably would have done a whole bunch of those things and it wouldn't have been an yeah, issue. Yeah, you would have done a mission or you don't know the mission. They were like, okay, I'll take over this territory. Right. And, but then you would have done more of the side mission stuff. Right. But I was rushing yeah. so fast to try to get through the game that at the end of the game, it kind of fucked me over. And I don't, I, I'm i sitting here complaining about it and I honestly don't know if that's a legitimate complaint or not because it's like, I just yeah. wish it had hinted at me that I needed to, to do these. That's all I wanted. Like, I would yeah, have just, done them. I just, I was trying to skip optional stuff. Or if stuff. it just said, upgrade all your stats is you're going to need them throughout the game or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. That's, I, I don't even know if it's a legitimate complaint, but that irritated me, so. um, 
Before we get into this goddamn remote control plane and then get into all the good stuff, have you got any other gripes with this game? No, it's pr- we pretty much got over it. It's pr- it's just it's getting used to those damn driving and flying controls. Yeah, and then yeah, just the, those little things about oh you're not sexy enough or oh you're not strong enough. It's like ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, it's, but that's really the only big issues I have with the game other than the RC shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like so the two minor like well the first two strikes are that some of the controls are spotty and then the grinding to level up certain stats to unlock certain missions that are necessary to continue the game. Because I had a few instances where like I had no missions on the table. And I had no idea what I was even supposed to do. And it was basically just walking or driving around until my phone rang to give me another mission. And I just was yeah. like, just give me my next mission. Like, I just want to finish no, the that, game. That, that, that's dumb. That should be like an automatic. As soon as one's done, at least give you an icon of somewhere to go to yeah. get the next mission. Yeah, just to keep the game going if I want to. Yeah. Um, but I will say, as much as I've ranted about those, and as irritating as both of those things are, neither of those compare to the fucking remote control plane flying mission now when i started playing this game i want to say it was my buddy chris somebody on the stream chat the night i started this was like when you get to a certain mission it's going to be awesome and i had no idea what he was talking about and then you meet this character zero who's like a complete nerd he's voiced by david cross and uh i actually david cross Oh, the comedian. Oh, yeah. I love that game. Yeah, and I actually yeah. like I actually really enjoy the character of Zero being this like little wiener who owns a, like a remote control like car and plane shop and he's got a feud with this guy named Berkeley who's like another nerd. And uh, yeah. I actually thought he was comic relief as well and I thought it was really funny. But yeah. then you a couple of game a couple of missions into his like side story, you get a mission where you have to fly a remote control plane around uh the city killing uh people with it because it's got a gun attached to it and you have to go around and kill delivery people that work for berkeley this guy's arch nemesis and so all right up to that point i was laughing and i hadn't really done a lot of flying missions yet so i didn't know how bad flying was and i was like all right this is kind of stupid but it's i get it like because all the other flying is one thing flying this stupid rc rc plane is worse it's so bad because like most of the again i hadn't done a ton of flying i didn't know how bad it would be and a lot of the missions you're working with all these gangs and doing all this killing or fucking drugs or whatever and now i'm working with this nerd who's feuding with another nerd and i'm using his toys to fight and i was like all right well maybe these are like the comedic missions i'm on board with like i wanted to play those because i thought they'd be funny and the first couple are funny then you have to fly this fucking plane and every single person listening to this knows what I'm talking about. What the fuck? How does that thing control? I don't get it. It takes forever. It sucks. And you have to fly around this city and kill five messengers that are all spread out throughout the city. And the worst part is you don't, it shows your fuel for the remote control plane. And the fuel goes down so slow that I'm thinking like, all right, well, whatever. Like I got lots of, I'll be fine with the fuel. That's not going to be a problem. Like I will finish this as long as I'm just, the plane keeps crashing and driving all over the place, but that's fine. I'll just take my time. I'll finish this mission. It'll be done. You have to kill five messengers. I killed four messengers. And then as I got to the fifth messenger, I bumped into the ground again because I kept crashing it. And then all of a sudden it starts lighting on fire. And usually when a car does that, you know, it's about to explode. And I started thinking like you sack of shit. And then right before I kill the fifth messenger, the plane explodes and I have to start the whole thing over. So there's no way to know how much damage is taken and it keeps taking damage because you keep crashing into the ground and crashing into buildings trying to kill these fucking guys. It doesn't tell you. It doesn't explain it how to fly it. 
Oh, oh it was just, and everyone listening to this is probably laughing or maybe getting PTSD right now that has played this mission because you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the worst mission in the game. The worst. Flying is one thing when you're flying the planes in this game, the actual planes. You can get used to it and deal with it. This fucking thing, as soon as you turn it, it just yanks to the right or yanks to the left or just goes nose diving down. Yeah. It has no finesse. There's no finesse to that, how how you fly. No, none, no finesse. And the worst part is you're not even flying, fighting things in the sky. You're fighting people on the ground. So to attack them, you've got to fly down toward the ground. But then when yeah. you fly down toward the ground, these people start shooting at you and you're crashing and it's like, okay, I see them. So then I started to nosedive down toward their van or whatever because I'm like, all right, it's time to fucking get them. But then as I'm going down, suddenly my plane turns, it crashes into a tree, crashes into the ground, and then well, this guy is shooting at me the whole fucking time. The lightest, the lightest touch of, like, if you light, you lightly touch it to the left or right, it just yanks a turn. The most infuriating thing. I, I did beat it. I said I was going to try it one more time on the stream, and I was like, if I don't beat it this time, I'm not doing it. And then I did beat it, uh, and I was like, oh, thank Christ. Because then, like, he has other stupid missions where you, like, control, like, a rooftop-mounted, like, turret gun, and you have to shoot out remote control planes that, like, Berkeley is sending toward you and stuff like that. Um, none of them are yeah, nearly but, as bad but, as this fucking but, remote control but at plane. Least with, with those, you're like, okay, this is not too bad. I'm shooting stuff. I'm, it's not a stupid fucking plane. Oh, I just don't get how anybody, whoever designed that and decided, like, I get that maybe it was like in beta at one point. And they were like, okay, well, we'll clean up the controls. We'll make it better. Whoever decided that that should just go into the game as is should never work in the industry again. I'll never yeah. forgive. I'll find out who it was and I'll call them out on the podcast and they'll never be forgiven. They'll be like the guy that designed Echo the Dolphin. They're you'll blacklisted just, forever. You'll, you'll you'll just give them give the world their email and then they can everybody can yeah. just hate me. If I had access to it, I'd be like fucking get them everybody. That sack of shit. I hate that mission. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, that felt good. Um, okay, so I think that's all the negative. So yeah, the, we got a few more yeah, minutes. Let's talk some fun stuff. 
Heck yeah. Because uh, this game is fun. And the I will say, like, I mean, again, the story's awesome. The voice acting is incredible. Dude, I could not believe the cast of voice actors they got for this game. Like, oh, dude, the cast is amazing. There were so many names, like so many voices that I recognized. Like, again, David Cross. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a comedian. He was like the weird nerdy guy in Men in Black 2 that lives in his mom's attic. The bald guy with the yeah. glasses. Uh, Arrested Development. He's, yeah, he's, uh, that's right. What's her name's husband? Yeah. Uh, the sister's husband. Yeah, he's in Arrested he, Development. He's just genius. He's fucking hilarious. He's so good. And I recognize his voice right away. Samuel L. Jackson oh, yeah. voices Officer Tenpenny and... Samuel L. Jackson's fucking incredible. So it's, it's Samuel L. Jackson. You you know that voice as soon as you hear it. Yeah, James Woods is in it as we mentioned, and he voices yeah. uh, Torino or whatever that fucking bad guy is. Ice T, yeah. the rapper, is in it, and he voices yeah. uh, Mad Dog. Yeah, who I also thought was a fucking hilarious character near the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frank Vincent. If you ever watched Sopranos, uh, he was one of the oh fuck. What the hell was the name of his character in Sopranos? Oh, that's gonna drive I'm me not, crazy. He was the I, I, honestly. I'm honestly, I'm not. I've never really watched the brand. Okay, sure. he's he was like one of the opposing mob bosses near the end of the uh, near the end of the show. Oh, he's passed I away now, but he's yeah, great. And, and he, you're talking about, yeah, yeah, and he voices one of the the crime bosses in this in this game. Uh, like yeah. you can just go on and on. I I was so floored at the amount of like um, voice actors that they got in this <laughs> game. I'm just looking. at... I'm got looking at the guy who played Pulaski. Did you ever see uh, Corky Romano? No. He plays one of the brothers. He plays one of the. He this dude is super funny. Everything I've seen this guy in Chris Penn. Okay. The actor. He okay. is quite funny. Dude, yeah. I I gotta say, like, I actually like Pulaski. Fucking, he's such a piece of shit. Because when Tenpenny shows up and he's the crooked cop and he's ordering you around, he's clearly the alpha. Like he's like the guy running the show and he's the dick and you hate him, but you know he's probably gonna get his in the end. He's a bad guy. But Pulaski yeah. is like his fucking. Every like great villain has that stupid fucking dipshit sidekick that just yeah. acts like a big deal, and that's Pulaski. And there's a mission in the game where you've got to chase him down and kill him. And as you're chasing him, he's chirping you, and he's like, "Hey, your sister's a piece of ass, and we fucked with your mom after she died." And fuck, and it, and yeah. you just as you're chasing him, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you!" Like he makes you so angry. He's such a dick. But I love he's that character. I love that but character. It, 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 it makes it makes you want it makes you want to get him so much more. Yeah. Oh, he's just such a fucking knob. Um, so I love that character. I just like, I thought OG, OG, uh, Locke or Loke or whatever his name is, your fucking, yeah. the, your dumbass buddy that gets out of prison and decides to be a rapper and just sucks. Um, and you get him to, you get him to that point, you make him a rapper. Yeah, but that's okay. So I like that too. So early in the game, you want to help him become a rapper. So you break into Mad Dog, who is a big famous rapper. That's the guy voiced by Ice T. You break Ice into T, his yeah. mansion, steal his rap book, or his rhyme book, give it to OG. And then your buddy Locke becomes this big rock rap star. And then near the end of the game, you save Mad Dog because he's become a he has a drinking problem. He gets out of rehab, and then he recruits you to go back and get Locke and get his his rhyme book back. Yeah, <laughs> and I just you, thought it was you, so you funny. Make your buddy, you make your buddy famous, and you screw him over in the end. Yeah, I I I really enjoyed the way they tied it back to Mad Dog at the end. I thought that was fucking oh. hilarious. Yeah. Um. So I mean, a ton. Oh fuck. I almost forgot to mention her and it would have broke my heart. You know who maybe my favorite character in the entire game is? Is, uh, oh, what the fuck is her name? So, uh, the, 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 the guy, the guy that, the guy that starts dating your sister, 
uh, Caesar, I think his name is or something. Yeah. The, yeah. He, Hispanic, yeah. yeah, the Hispanic guy, he hooks you up with his cousin and he's like, yeah, go work with my cousin. She's crazy. She'll, or no, he doesn't say she, he just says, my cousin's crazy. She's got all, or he's like, my cousin's got all kinds of work. And then you go meet his cousin and she's just this like really good looking, small, young, like Hispanic girl. And she's just yeah. a fucking psycho. Like she's, and I just thought she was the greatest character because she like tells CJ like she's like I I love you CJ, but then you get in the car and then she's like you fucking idiot just drive faster we gotta go and like she's just <laughs> screaming at you the whole time yeah it's just so so hot and cold man. yeah at one point you go to like her house and she like kicks you in the knee and you're on your knees and she's got a gun to your head and you're just like I'm sorry I'm like I love you don't hurt me. And she's like, I love you too, and lets you up. And then you get in the car, and then she starts screaming at you again. Oh, I just saw the name Catalina. Catalina, fucking right. She is so <laughs> funny. If For anyone listening to the show that's ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, she reminded me of Susie. She was like a Hispanic Susie, just a crazy lady, just screaming at you all the time. And every time I got to do a mission with her, I got excited because I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Because CJ is this like complete badass gangster who just kills people for fun and he's robbing people and, and working with the most dangerous people in this in this state. And this woman just has him scared out of his mind. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. It's it, just... It, 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 it just, it just this weird turn for the character because like, this is a badass. She hasn't stepped hasn't like cowed down to anybody. He's yeah. Like the cops even, he's still, as much as they're controlling him, he's still not kowtowing to them, but to her, he's just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like so he's true. not scared of officer Tenpenny. He's just working for Tenpenny because Tenpenny says he's going to put him in jail for the rest of his life if he doesn't. And he's not yeah. scared of Torino. He's working for Torino because Torino keeps promising to help his brother. But he, yeah, but he really, brother, yeah. yeah, but with Catalina, it's like, no, I'm fucking scared of her. So I'm going to work with her. And she just, I <laughs> yeah. thought she was the best character in the game. I wish that she'd been in the game more, frankly, because I thought she was hilarious. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so the characters are dope. I mean, we haven't even mentioned all of them. There's so many, uh, the, oh, the sound so dude, the soundtrack in this game fucking slaps. Oh dude. It's, it's, it's beautiful, man. Like there's like old school stuff. Like I, mean, I pulled up the soundtrack. There's like Cool in the Gang, Rick James. Like, there's some older stuff. And then you get into like some of the rap, like Public Enemy. Yeah. And Slick Rick. Like, dude, there's the DOCs in this, Cypress Hill. Yeah. Like, the, they do. Willie Nelson, I think, is in this game. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's on like, the, 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 the country station. Yeah. And I. <laughs> I'm not a big enough GTA fan to know when the radio stations became a big... I know, I remember them being big in Vice City because it had, like, Flock of Seagulls and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was, it was the, the Grand Theft Auto 3, I think, is when they introduced the radio stations. Okay. Because the the radio stations in these games sure. are phenomenal. Like, there are times where you just want to, like... You just want to listen. Like, the music, obviously, is great, and it's fun to be able to flip through the radio and listen to various songs. But then, like, even just listening to the talk, like, some of the DJs and some of the stupid talk stations they have are oh, fucking it's, it's great. Yeah. Even the commercials dude, they do are fucking hilarious. Dude, they got Kiss in this game and Leonard Skinner. Like, just all the different people have named. It's like, how do you... Like, you do this great... Diff, like. It's kind of insane. Yeah. All the different music in this game. It's unreal. And then, yeah. So, like, and then if you get sick of the music, then you listen to, like, some of the talk radio. And, like, the one thing that really stuck out to me on the talk radio was there was a commercial for the, whatever the, there's like a, there's like a, they're clearly KFC, but there's like a chicken franchise yeah. in this game. Cluck and Bell. Yeah. Cluck and Bell. Yeah. 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 Cluck and Bell. 
And uh, there's an ad for them on the radio where they talk about how these chickens are clearly raised in sweatshops and pumped full of steroids and they'll ride into your <laughs> stomach and stuff yeah. like that. And I just like so many of those little things that you may never notice. You may completely miss them if you're not listening. And it's like, it's so, I don't know how they thought of it, but it's so great. And I even, even by city, which I get, I was like lukewarm on. I really enjoyed just driving around listening to the radio stations. Like, and, and the things, we talk about things that happen throughout the game, which is the best part. Like it's just, yeah. It, like it references old stuff. Like they did that in Vice City. They do it in the later ones. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's, it's a fun little thing. Cause obviously they, the game program. So when you get to a certain point, it talks about maybe a mission or two before. Yeah. Saying, Oh, this place got blown up. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Or well, like a killing at this place. Yeah. One of the DJs talks about how, uh, there's a lot of carjackings lately. So they're like, be careful out there. There's a lot of cars yeah. being stolen, which is clearly you. It's yeah, fucking yeah, hilarious. It's taking cars. Yeah. So yeah, the radio is such a huge, huge factor in this game. And I just thought it was like, there were so many instances and I love that they let you listen to it when you're on boats. They let listen to you when you're flying. Again, that was my major gripe with the swimming I was I couldn't I listen to music. I wish it was on the bicycle. I wish there's some reason there was a bicycle radio. Yeah. Well, okay. Cause this game is set in like the early nineties. Like I know it came out in 2004, but it was yeah, set it's like the early to mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like, cause one of my big, uh, my, I don't want to say it's a big gripe, but one of my problems was I really wish that it had like a GPS, like on the map. Cause I, con- I found myself constantly pausing and going to the map to see like, which turn do I have to take to get to the thing? But like yeah. this game came out before GPS was even really huge. And it also came out before stuff like iPods and things existed. And it certainly, even if iPods did exist, well, then GPS was around. Like I, like my, right. my dad had a GPS. When my dad was driving a taxi, he had a GPS uh, thing for his taxi. Okay. So then like, it did exist, but it did exist. I'm not saying it was not, it wasn't like as popular as it is now. Right. And but, the like, thing I know, is, I know in GTA four, that's where they implemented, where they actually shows you the line. Of yeah. What, like it shows the line on your map. Right. And, and I think it actually showed a lot, like a, like a faint line actually on the road as you drove. Yeah. 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 And like, and I wish that this game had that, but at the same time, even if those existed in real life, like it, this game was set in the early nineties where that stuff didn't exist. So I get it. Yeah. It's just, it would have been a nice little like quality of life improvement. If it would have just, yeah. And then like if you this, mentioned. the game, let's just give it to us. Like, yeah. Make it a little bit better on that one. Yeah. And then like you mentioned, stuff like when you're on the bike or when you're swimming, it would have been nice if you could like put in your headphones and have a, a Walkman where you listen to music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just, something. But that's yeah. minor. That's just us bitching for the sake of bitching. That's a minor thing. Yeah. Um. So I love that. I uh fuck me we're at almost an hour already this is a long this is gonna be a big episode um did <laughs> well, you it's a big game it's such a big game uh another thing is that i did not do a lot of this because i was in a hurry to just get through this campaign so that i could get the podcast on. i actually because i still have it i played it on my xbox one i downloaded it the xbox 360 backwards compatibility thing i may go back and play a little bit more of it and just do some of the side missions um i didn't even unlock half of this stuff and i was reading about it afterwards because like it feels like everywhere you go, they're like, okay, well, now if you want to unlock more delivery missions, come here and get the van and you can do deliveries. Or if you want to unlock more vigilante missions, you can come here and do that. And it just yeah. keeps throwing more and more. There's a ton of houses that you can buy if you want to go out and earn more money to buy more houses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the grinding side of it. It's, yeah. It's, it's where it, for you, like I, again, like when I was playing, uh, I was playing through, uh, like, but again, I was playing through I was playing through at the time, right? So I'm I'm the kind of person like I like everything in the game, right? 
right? I, I like, I'm the kind of person I like to explore, find things. So, yeah, I'm going to end up playing that. I'm going to end up doing a lot of that as I go throughout the game. But again, I was on the timeline like you were to try and get so you could do it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, there's like, because I'll be honest with you guys, like, I think I paid eight bucks for this because it's on the marketplace for like eight bucks on Xbox. But like if I had bought this game back in like 2004 for full price and played it on my PS2 and even if I hadn't done any side missions and I just played the main campaign, I would have felt like I got my money's worth for full price, like 60 or 80 bucks or whatever, much less $8. Yeah. And then you tack in, like I said, I did not go and do all the gang war where you take over all the cities. You can go around and spray paint over other things and there's tons of collectibles to find like horseshoes and oysters and stuff like that. And yeah, then there's... there's like- what there's weird little ones like being a paramedic, being a firefighter, right? Being yeah, a taxi driver, yeah. There's a pimping, there's pimping side missions. <sighs> Fuck, like there's all that stuff. Plus, there's also things like, and I'm just looking at a list right here. You can play basketball, you can play pool. There's stuff like making the lowriders bounce and things like that. You can play poker, you can go gamble, you can bet yeah. on horses. There's so much stuff to do. And I know for all of you regular GTA diehards that you're used to all this stuff like that. As someone that this was my first ever real GTA experience, like I've never played Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5. Particularly 5 has always intrigued me. And playing this has made me want to fire up 5 because I'm like, dude, you get an insane amount of game for your money with these games. Oh, there's well, five man. There's even more, right? Like like for me personally, my the best GTA game I've ever played was four, right? But and I found that one just I don't know the story, but like just the expansive stuff you can do in the later games is just crazy. Sure, and you guys know that on this podcast, one of the things I love to harp not harp on one of the things I love to praise that's the word I'm looking for is when a game developer really takes the time to put that extra layer of polish and that extra little bit of like love into a game. And I could certainly sit here and criticize some of the controls and some of the mechanics and stuff like that and say this doesn't work and blah, 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 blah. But like, as somebody that says bad controls can ruin a gaming experience for me, the bad controls didn't. Like, I had so much fun playing this. And like, Rockstar is one of the biggest game developers in the world. If you don't know by chance, the company that makes the Grand Theft Auto games also makes the Red Dead Redemption games. So now they basically alternate. They release Red Dead Redemption. They release Grand Theft Auto Five. They release Red Dead Redemption Two. Eventually, at some point, maybe in the year like 2028, we'll get to Grand Theft Auto Six. But every one of these games, like they deserve the success and all the money and all the adoration and everything that they get because these games, you get so much for your money. Like you get so much, so much meat on the bone with these games. Like I, I know I maybe I sound like an idiot going on like this, but I just I could not believe how much stuff they got into this game. And it's one thing to do it in 2020 on an Xbox One or a PlayStation Five or fucking whatever. Where you can da- download all the extra stuff you need. Right. It's one thing to be able to do it on that. This was a PlayStation Two game. They this couldn't download disc. anything. One disc on your PlayStation, which most people didn't connect to the internet. Right. I. I I'm blown away. You know, another thing I read about when I was getting ready to do this podcast, this is the best selling PlayStation two game of all time. Is it? Yeah. And wow. In case you don't know, no, it doesn't surprise me either. And the thing about it, if you don't know the PlayStation two is the best selling console of all time. So this is the best selling game on the best selling console ever, which to me 
almost on its own puts this thing in contention for like the video game hall of fame. And sure. You could argue that grand theft auto four, grand theft auto five, like there's better GTA games. Maybe this game has an age. Well, quite frankly, like this game is, and I don't know if everyone would agree with me on this. Like I, I, this game's kind of ugly. Like I was like playing it now. Like I'm sure in 2004, it looked good playing it. Now I was like, Oh, this has not oh, aged gracefully. Boy. Yeah, you're looking at 2004 graphics, man. Right. Like, it, it, yeah, obviously um, it's not going to look beautiful, but like it, it was a, for a time. It was it was quite it was very nice. Of course, yeah. Like I'm like I, I wouldn't shit on the graphics because obviously like it's different hardware, but like I just I. I'm shocked. I'm not going to say I'm at a loss for words because I literally just yelled into a microphone for an hour about this game. But like, I'm blown away by how big this game is and how much they got in there and the amount of like the great voice acting, the great music, the size of these worlds, all the little extra things that you can do. Most of the game is pretty fun. There's a couple of things that irritate me, but most of the game is pretty fun. It's funny when it tries to be funny, it nails it. The voice acting is really good. The characters are fun. The story is good. Like... I've never liked Grand Theft Auto and this game might have made me into a Grand Theft Auto fan. Like I want to play more of this series now. Like I'm I highly recommend four if you can get your hands on it. Five is the monster it's become, but right. I find four as the game is not quite as perfect as five, but it's such a great story. Right. Dude, it's yeah. so good. Like I I will say I'm I'm more hesitant to go back and play Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto Vice City now because I I yeah. have to imagine like, they haven't aged as well. Them. I own them all on Steam. I bought them a few years ago. Legitimately, I bought it so I could play like Vice City. There was it was long before your I did your the that podcast. I just bought them just to play Vice City again and then I think I got like a couple hours in and I was like I don't know if I can play this anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't. This is like, this is like four or five years ago when I bought this. Right. Because you got to remember, like, I mean, I don't want to compare them to Mario because it's different, but like, Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first one of the big 3D GTAs. And then Grand Theft Auto Vice City was kind of the one that took it mainstream. I remember the ads for GTA Vice City when it came out with the, with the Flock of Seagulls song and stuff like that. Um, which by the way, just quickly, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I might have to get creative with the music on this one. Cause I tried to use the actual music from vice city on that episode. And we got a lot of, we got flagged. Yeah. And got shit. If you can find some eight bit ver- or 18, eight bit or 16 bit version of the grand theft auto. Like, yeah. The original grand theft auto music. Yeah. Eight, the 16 bit music. That might be what I have to do. But like, yeah. so GTA three was them trying like the, the first one into the 3d realm. And then GTA Vice city was the one that kind of made it mainstream. But obviously San Andreas is like the super Mario brothers three of that trilogy. Like it is the, oh, very much that's so. the big one. Uh, I don't even know what else to say to you guys. Like I just, I never know when it's these Patreon games, like we do a Patreon poll every month where you guys vote for a game I've never played. I play it. Then we do an episode about it. And like I've gotten to experience some really cool games doing that that I'd never had played before. But I don't know. This was not my favorite of all the games that I've played for the Patreon poll, but I don't know if there's a game that changed my opinion on a franchise like this one did. I went from being like, I have yeah. no interest in playing the GTA games to being like, I got to play some more GTA. This was a lot of fun. Like, Yeah, it, 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 this game was... It, 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 it's, it just gets in, and the series just gets infinitely better from here. Right. Like, fucking, if you haven't played it and you made it through this podcast, play it. Like, the game's on everything. Like, I'm just looking right now, just on the Wikipedia page, it's listed as being available on PS2, Microsoft, Windows, Xbox, Mac, 
iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Fire OS, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. You can play it on your Xbox One. You can play I believe you can get it on the PS4. You can play the backwards version of it on there. It's dirt cheap. You can get it for like 10 bucks. And for 10 bucks, you are getting countless hours of a video game. Uh fucking play it. Like it's it's really fun. Play if anything, yeah. play it just to get your fucking hands on Pulaski. That fat sack of shit. Oh, I wanted to fucking get him so bad. Oh, such a dick. I'm done. I need to smoke. Uh, not actually. <laughs> I just feel like I'm fucking, I got it all out. Are you, uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we score this thing and shut this down? No, I just have so many good memories of playing this game back in the day. And like, I, again, that's probably one of the reasons I don't want to go back and play it now. Right. Like watching you play it online, it gave me some nostalgia watching you twitch it. And like, I really like, it's such a good game, but like so many things have been done better with four and five. Yeah. That I don't like, cause in my love for four, I don't think I can go back and play the older ones again. Right. Like e- I haven't even played four or five. And if somebody was like, Adam, I can play one grand theft auto game. What game would you, re- would you game would you suggest? I wouldn't suggest oh, this. No, I think I would suggest probably. four or five. Like I'm sure four and five have done better than, than this. But if you're just trying to catch, like, if you just want to go back and play a retro game and see, like, the the origin, like, the the early days of this franchise, I would highly recommend playing San Andreas. Like, I have no oh, yeah. problems with playing it at all. Um, mission to mission, it's probably one of the best ones. Right. Just fuck me. Just don't do the remote control airplane one. Fuck that. You have to, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fuck me. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to figure out a way to score this thing. The Wikipedia page says that as of 2011, it has sold 27.5 million copies. So, Holy shit. yeah, so I was going to say let's score it out of 27 million, but that's too much. We'll just score it out yeah. of 27. So out of 27, what would you give Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? Oh, I'll give it a 25. 25? I, I love this game back in the day. That game was such a good game. That's pretty good. Um... I'm trying to think. So, like, if I would give it a 27, and then I would take, I take a point off for the swimming. I would take a point off for the flying. I'll take two points off for that fucking remote control goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, and I'll take a point off for Pulaski because I fucking hate that fat sack of shit. So I'll give it a 22. No, no, no. You can't take it off for Pulaski. Oh yes, I can. Oh yes, I can. Yes. Nobody chirps my mom. Fuck him. I'll go <laughs> 22 to 23, somewhere in there at a 27. It's maybe hasn't aged incredibly gracefully. But as someone that has never played a GTA game, I put 40 hours into it. I'll probably go back to it. And I had no regrets about playing it. So if you oh, haven't yeah. played it, you can give it a shot. It won't cost you a lot of money. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. And it's on everything. And it's on fucking everything, except for anything Nintendo for some reason. I don't know if I'll yeah, ever but- get a GTA game on Nintendo. I don't know if I'll ever get it. Well, there was, was like there was ones that were released on the 3DS, like, right? Kind of Wars. And yeah, stuff, there was the 3DS, like, not one of the mainstream game. ones though. Like I, I'm floored no. that GTA. 5, that's how if GTA Five comes to Switch, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I don't know why it hasn't, but anyway, it, well, it's the on- online is a big part of that game though. I guess yeah, Nintendo doesn't understand online. But anyway, no. we're at an hour and ten minutes. That's good for me. I hope the Patreons got their money's worth for all of you that wanted a GTA San Andreas episode. And uh, Andre, thanks a lot for taking an hour of your Saturday morning to yell about uh, pull that fucking fat piece of shit Pulaski and the rest of GTA San Andreas with me. Well, I voted for the game. I'm happy to be part of part of the episode, my friend. Killed it, buddy. Thank <laughs> you. 
That's going to do it for this week's episode. Andre, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking GTA San Andreas with me, particularly on such short notice. Because I only finished it a few days ago and Andre was fucking all over it and he gave me a call right away. And thank every single one of you for listening to this episode. Whether you're listening to it on September 23rd, 2020 when it went live. Maybe you're listening to it in October of 2020. Maybe you're listening to it in, in fucking 2028. I don't care. At some point you've decided to download this episode and listen to it. And if that is the case, thank you so much. If you're enjoying what we do, if you like the way that I incoherently ramble into this microphone and swear too much, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's only $2.00. It really helps me out. You get a bunch of extra podcasts. You get a shout out. You get early access to shows and a whole bunch of stuff. Even if you're working through the back catalog, the two bucks is really goes a long way to helping me continue to produce these things. So you'll never run out of a back catalog. And you can just listen to my shitty voice forever. And check me out on Twitch. I stream over there Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, comedy schedule permitting. We will be adjusting the schedule this week. Uh, Thursday's stream will happen as normal, but I probably won't be streaming Sunday because I think I'm going to be stuck in Calgary at a comedy club. So I may be moving this Sunday stream to Monday. But just follow us, member the game at twitch.tv, and then you'll know whenever I'm online. And you can come by and talk with me and watch me play video games. You can see my ugly face. It's just a really great, free, fun kind of thing. Good enough, you guys. I'll be back on Friday for Patreons, Monday for free feeds with episode six of Game Patch, where we'll really break down all the Xbox Bethesda news and whatever else is going on. I'll be back on Sunday with episode 27 of Expansion Pass for all of our Patreons, where I will be answering all of your listener questions. And I'll be back next week with episode 117 of Remember the Game, the best goddamn retro gaming podcast produced by a Canadian comedian in his girlfriend's spare bedroom of her condo ever. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I simply could not produce the content that I am without all of your support. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has supported our show over on Patreon. And for the record, I read these alphabetically, and then at the very end, I add in the new people because they haven't been added to the list alphabetically yet. So if you're listening for your name and you're a fucking X or a Z, then maybe skip ahead like 90 seconds or something. But anyway, with all that said, and a ginormous thank you to Aaron Cuphall, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam O'Sharello, Alan C., Alex, Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Halepchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, Another Stupid Monkey, April Zane, Ashley Cronenbitter, Batter Barhumi, Bearded XP, Ben Buyu, Ben Busha, Ben Drinken, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M., Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Kilcup, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquitted, Chris Knife 007, Curtis White, Dan T., Danny Vega, Dario Omen, Dave L., Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, Desert Tortoise, Do How, Doug Dorn, Doxer, Dustin L, Dylan, Eric Cannard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Jin and Chris, Andre, SJA Flash, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskus, John Quack, Jordan. Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegan Wilson, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlan, Kevin Hufford, CryptoVox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Winan, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Michael Mathis, Mikkel Haig, Mike Brad, Mike Brady, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Nathan Trombley, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, OGB. 
Big Titus, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L, Rome 21, Ryan White, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott B, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, The Bevins Girls, The T Word, Todd, Tom, Tony, Travis, Tyler, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, and Zane Donovan. Thank you all so much for the support. If you were like, hey, the new you said the new names would be at the bottom. Apparently, I sorted them and forgot about it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so, so much for supporting the show, and I'll talk to you all again on Friday with Game Patch. Take it easy. Cheers.